Why bother with the past when the important things are happening now? This seems to me a fairly common way society has pushed aside the teaching of history, either because history seems boring and has been deemed irrelevant by many, or because a heavier emphasis has been placed on the teaching of er other areas of study, such as STEM fields in our ever-pioneering age. Over the last several decades, there has been a societal shift away from the academic learning of history, and a societal disinterest of the past in favor of an exclusive understanding of only the present. Now more than ever, we see a great majority of people who lack fundamental historical knowledge, whether they are, whether they are students in grade school, high school, college, or even adults. And numerous studies performed by various academic institutions as early as the 1940s have noted a downward trend in terms of basic historical knowledge amongst those in our society. There are potentially many factors responsible for this unfortunate situation. Whether this is a result of the development of technology requiring a greater focus on STEM-related classes, our undeniably lacking public schools, or even perhaps for growing complacent in a luxurious first-world country with only the inconveniences of today on our minds. Though the origin of this issue may be debated, and while it could potentially be all or none of the aforementioned reasons, the reality that academic historical learning faces dissent within our society is clear both in the data that has been collected in studies over the years and through observations made by professional historians both in the classroom and outside it. My overall goal is to tackle this issue of societal disinterest in the study of history, and I believe a good way to start is by first defining what exactly history is. As defined by John Lukacs, a former college professor who taught for 50 years, and who is regarded by many as one of the brightest historians of our day, the study of history is the study of, quote, remembered past. Rather than the popular conception of history being a merely an archive of cold, hard facts. This definition matters because it changes the purpose and focus of history, from dates and places to be memorized, toward an understanding that history is the telling of human nature and its narrative in the past and because it changes both the application of the knowledge gained through historical study and our mental attitude toward the study, enabling history to perhaps involve more than the mere memorization of stagnant facts. Additionally, I believe it relevant to establish what exactly I mean by the academic study of history, as this could potentially be interpreted many ways, and is crucial to understand the argument ahead. My intended meaning of academic learning, and the one I will be using throughout my exploration of this issue, is the learning of a subject from professionals, usually in a classroom setting. With this in mind, the definition I am using establishes the academic study of history as learning history from a professional historian or an individual with immense historical knowledge via means such as a classroom setting, museums, or credible online educators. Keeping these definitions in mind, I will consider the various benefits which the academic study of history can provide and the severity of not engaging in this type of learning. This will be followed by what I hope to be a fair presentation of counter-arguments, which, which I believe are both legitimate and common societal claims which undermine that which I seek to demonstrate. That the academic study of history should not be ignored or placed in a lesser light than other fields of study because of the unique benefits historical knowledge grants us, which can be used to both better ourselves and our community as a whole. The academic study of history is something which has often been placed in many people's minds as mildly interesting facts at its best, and as such many overlook historical knowledge and underestimate its ability to both better ourselves and the world around us. I believe that the benefits history can provide are crucial in shaping educated perspectives, allowing us to lead happier lives, lending wisdom to meet the future, 
and perhaps even guiding our society in a more learned manner. Many professors feel the same way, including John Bonstet, who addresses his fellow college educators on ways to spark an interest in the academic study of history among college-age students in his article, Why Study History? The first major benefit he explains is that of historical perspective and context, which, while derived from the past, grants us wisdom in tackling the present. He insists that, quote, Acquaintance with the human drama should make the student a more sophisticated thinker and citizen, a truly educated person. Such a person will not be inclined to look for simple solutions to complex problems, for the study of various past societies has taught him that social problems cannot be simplified. He will not expect his society to reach utopia, for the study of history has made him aware of man's limitations. On the other hand, he will not give up in despair, concluding that society is hopelessly corrupt, for he knows from history that man is capable of considerable moral and societal progress. He will keep his balance in the crisis now confronting America and mankind, for he knows man has weathered many crises in the past. While he knows that the present crisis is probably unprecedented in its dimensions, the study, has the study of history has given him perspective and, therefore, hope." End quote. This perspective Bonstead mentions grants history a value few other academic fields have, hope for the future. However, this is not the only way history can better our personal lives and bestow upon us wisdom in how we view the world around us. When studying history, the technological advancement of our species becomes evident though many of us still take for granted the basic necessities we have met at a whim in our luxurious first world society. Stories such as how the ancients built massive monuments, life before major inventions, for example electricity, the car, or the telephone, or how people survived on only what they could carry, living in literal holes in the ground as recent as the 19th century when the Homestead Act was passed in 1864, are either met with an eye roll or are not seriously considered in relation to how we live today. Yet the knowledge that people have accomplished much, lived happy lives, and found fulfillment in the way they lived despite having only a fraction of the luxuries we enjoy, we enjoy today, should at least spark an appreciation for the basic necessities we often think little or nothing about. Obviously, there is great power in the study of history, but just how great? Can this power be used in a way which potentially harms instead of helps? How can we prevent such misuse of history by others? These are questions Margaret Macmillan, a Canadian professor who now teaches at the University of Oxford, answers in her book Dangerous Games, The Uses and Abuses of History, where she outlines the potential benefits and dangers of history while providing historical examples of both to support her claims. Beginning with the potential misuses of history, Macmillan points out that all too often in modern politics, history is used to support the claims of one side or another for the purposes of self-interest in swaying public opinion. Unfortunately, this is often done by only telling parts of more complex stories, extrapolating history, or using unspoken thoughts of historical figures which never could have been known by anyone other than themselves. According to Macmillan, the best way to defend against such misuse is to quite simply understand the subject. Quote, Knowledge of the past helps us to challenge dogmatic statements and sweeping generalizations. It helps us all think more clearly. End quote. Defending against the misuse of history is vital, especially as members of a democratic society, where we the people are responsible for holding our leaders accountable for their actions and are the means by which they either succeed in their agendas or suffer defeat. History's ability to act as protection against its own misuse, to provide hope in the face of society's crisis, and to grant us perspective and appreciation for the things we have today, 
and to lend context for the controversies surrounding our world, truly make historical study an indispensable discipline. Perhaps the most commonly expected societal application of history lies within the familiar saying, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. While this may indeed be a common interpretation and expectation of history, this remains a false statement taken out of context from a work which was not even about history, and places unrealistic expectations on the broader application of history. Many attempt to associate past events with patterns based on concepts, such as international politics, social movements, or economic fluctuations. While it is true these are certainly major variables at play in world events, history points toward a different explanation and offers wisdom, not fortune-telling, for the future. Robert McKenzie, a professor at Wheaton College in Illinois, tackles this specific idea in his work A Little Book for New Historians, where he relates how the substance of history, this being the study of human nature, affects the past's usefulness in thinking about the future, in contrast to the common societal understanding of history as a collection of cold stagnant facts. Quote, Human behavior is complex. The past is almost infinitely vast. The echoes and shadows of human behavior that survive in the form of historical evidence are always woefully incomplete. Establishing definitive chains of cause and effect is next to impossible, but an appreciation of historical complexity teaches us to reject the mechanistic, deterministic view of the past that, condemned to repeat it if taken literally, requires of us. History equips us not to predict the future, but to meet it more wisely." End quote. As McKinsey points out, the role of history as it relates to the future is not to predict it, but rather to lend wisdom in meeting that future. The ability to meet the future more wisely, to understand the complexity and patterns that show themselves within our human nature, and to use this knowledge as a means to make better decisions in the future, is a benefit no other subject can provide quite as effectively as history can, and is vital when making decisions which guide our society and the world at large. We have now established the personal and societal benefits that the study of history can provide, and I believe it is equally important to analyze the condition of those without historical knowledge and expose the dangers which come as a result of lacking foundational historical knowledge. These dangers range from the loss of heritage to the forgetting of past atrocities, which are explored by Christopher Hitchens, an Oxford graduate author and journalist, in his article, Goodbye to All That, Why Americans Are Not Taught History. Quote, a poll published by the New York Times in 1995 discovered that only 49% of American adults could say with confidence that the Soviet Union had been on the same side as the United States for that period, with the rest either having no opinion or identifying Russia as an enemy or, most remarkably of all, as a non-combatant. And even this is salutary by comparison with the New York Times survey of 55 years ago, which found that a quarter of entering college freshmen in 1943 could not name the man who had been president of the United States during the Civil War. In the contemporary debate on the inculcation of history, the United States has even managed to forget its own amnesia, end quote. While the loss of heritage, identity, and the forgetting of atrocities or conflicts alone should be enough to warrant the continued study of history, the downsides of lacking historical knowledge do not end there. As already established, without basic historical knowledge, we lose things such as hope for the future, context for the problems of today, appreciation for the things we have, and perspective of our place in our world and its history. Without these qualities, our future not only as individuals but as a whole society seems depressing, dark, and dangerous. There are many other ways of being exposed to historical knowledge within our technologically advanced society, such as television shows broadcasted on the likes of History Channel or National Geographic, 
video games based on historical events, or even novels either based on true events, retellings of true events, or accounts of events according to an individual who lived through them. Because human memory is fallible, and remembered past remains alterable, companies such as television broadcasters, book publishers, and video game creators should not be our exclusive source of historical knowledge because of the fact they are first and foremost a business, and stem to benefit greatly by altering history in a way which brings in the most cash viewers or publicity. While history professors are not immune to this bias and should not be trusted without question, the job of historians or educators remains first and foremost to educate and do their field and their students justice, not necessarily to make money. Additionally, the academic learning of history allows us to initiate dialogue with professional historians or educators with more knowledge than ourselves, allowing us to ask questions and gain knowledge or insights other mediums cannot always provide. Another counter-argument I will explore is that STEM fields should be prioritized over historical study because of the undeniable application they have in our ever more technological world. I am in no way denying STEM's importance or unique benefits. These are, without a doubt, vital to society and should shape our way of thinking as we seek to understand the world around us. Yet, history and its unique benefits remain absolutely necessary to shaping our view of the past, how we see the present, and helping us to make better decisions in the future. And this seems something which an understanding of physics or algebra cannot provide in the same way. Again, I am not arguing against the pursuit of STEM fields. I myself am pursuing a career in engineering. Uh, however, I believe that both history and STEM fields provide unique benefits that are both necessary to our own well-being and societies. Therefore, the academic study of history should be prioritized equally with the study of STEM fields rather than placed in a lesser light than them. How do we take this information and apply it to our everyday lives? How can we make a difference in the decline of academic study of history today? In terms of how we can pursue the academic knowledge of history and apply it daily, the solution is relatively simple for those of us in school. To pay attention, take to heart, and to think deeply about that which we are exposed to in an effort to apply that knowledge to our lives today. For those of us no longer in school or pursuing careers in other fields, this becomes slightly more challenging, though it is still possible to obtain valuable historical knowledge through mediums such as scholarly written works, credible online articles, or even perhaps videos which do history and its inhabitants justice. To make change in society, we must first foster a love of history within ourselves, and then encourage the same within others, which can be done by both supporting those who teach history and by uh, sharing our positive experiences learning the subject with others. Success in this endeavor to change society is by no means guaranteed. However, because of the dangers that would come as a result of our society not having a basic foundation of historical knowledge, I believe we must try, and that while not guaranteed, success in changing society for the better is possible. <laughs>